0: Watch out, Jupiter, there's lightning. Ah, it's lightning because it's scary time. Let me hear, can I hear your most evil
1: laugh?
0: <laughs> Holy shit, that was actually really, that was really good. Thank you. That was very spooky and evil. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm good at doing the evil um, anime laugh, anime villain laugh.
1: Yeah, I wish I could do that to be honest. But honestly, my the the cackling is is more on brand for me.
0: It's good, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> no, that's great. That's fantastic. Hey, my parents are fully like the room next over, uh, uh-huh. and and I, f- I have a feeling that when I walk out of this room, they are going to say something about me laughing
0: about your little evil laugh well then you just look them dead in the eyes and say oh it's halloween
1: it is halloween it's halloween is the thing
0: it's halloween it's halloween day two um of date podcast two it's (laughs) how welcome to cursed aspects
1: welcome to cursed aspects
0: where we curse your ass And that just means that for the rest of the month, every fart you have, um, there's a little bat that flies.
1: (laughs) Not, notably, not out, just away. A bat is nearby. (laughs) When you fart, it will fly away.
0: Yeah, and they're disgusted by your flatulence and they're going to fly away from it and you're going to feel a little embarrassed. You think that no one's in the room when you fart and a bat is there every time.
1: And it's gonna tell all of its bat friends about how embarrassing you are, and they're gonna, they're gonna be looking at you sideways, you know, when you're when you're going down to the bat hall to get to get your, uh, bat supplies.
0: Um, if you if you fart ten times in a row in ten minutes instead of a bat flying away, it's actually Batman.
1: <laughs> he
0: drives away.
1: He drives um, away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you fart 10 times in, uh, in in a row in under a Go to a doctor. <laughs> in under a minute. I've done that.
0: Go to a go to a doctor. That's a lot of farts.
1: I mean, I don't know if it was like if I would say that there were 10 individual like breaks.
0: That's what I mean.
1: But but I I did 10 farts worth of fart in a minute for sure.
0: Okay. Good to know. I'll add it to the information that I didn't want to know, Pile. <laughs> um,
1: I could just be saying "goofs" for the podcast, Amy.
0: There's no way of knowing. There's no way I of could knowing. I can say right here, right now that I have a tattoo that says "pee pee poo poo," and that could just be for the podcast, or it could be a real thing.
1: I hey, um, Amy.
0: I want it hey. under my. That's the thing I actually want. Is yeah, I, I know. It, have I told you this before? <laughs> I think
1: maybe, but n- but th- hearing it for a second time is just like okay, they're serious.
0: Okay, but here's the secret, the cool, fun part about it okay. is that I want it under my armpit, so it's like like only a coroner would see it, and they like investigating my body, and then they <laughs> see my armpit, and they're like, "Oh, pee pee poo poo, that's silly."
1: Oh my god, I. <laughs> You know what? We should be leaving little gifts on our body for our coroners. You know, you don't you don't ever think about your future coroner. And, yeah, you know, it. do, do you ever think about how your future coroner might be a baby today?
0: Yeah. Well, then the baby, the baby will grow up. And then you're dead bot. Then they're a coroner. And you- if you're the coroner, you get my dead body. You cut open my stomach. There's a little, there's a bottle in there. And you open up the bottle. And there's a message that says, hey, hope you're having a good day. LOL. <laughs> Is it stinky in here or what? Ha
1: <laughs> What did XOXO. I have for lunch? Winky face. Is that
0: a bat? <laughs> get this show on the road no what's let's get this headless horseman horse on the road (sighs) jupiter what's your thing this uh scary spooky you get a
1: you get a tattoo behind your ear for your coroner and it's just like here's a free coupon for carl's jr (laughs) (laughs) sorry okay Um, hey what's you know what my thing is amy the amster no
0: I don't know. That's why I'm fucking asking. Are you sh- are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay,
1: perfect. Could you say it out loud right now? You're
0: gonna talk about um, the thing that's from the one thing that's scary.
1: Close enough. Uh- Got it.
0: <laughs> Got it in one.
1: <laughs> okay, so the thing that I'm talking about this episode. Is, uh, have you seen the movie Scream?
0: No, I have not seen the movie Scream, but I know about that that mask.
1: He's got a mask. Uh, Scream is a uh late nineties, you know, two thousands horror movie franchise that is a like satirical take on horror, like slasher horror movies. Uh, with varying levels of success, and
0: oh, I didn't know it was a satire.
1: Oh, yeah, it's fully a satire. I mean, the joke of uh, the the like killer Ghostface is that uh, the costume that Ghostface is wearing is just a like regular Halloween store costume that is like mass produced. Oh. Yeah. There's uh there's actually a lot of interesting things going on in the first uh Scream movie. I I just rewatched it recently with a friend uh and uh we we'll, we'll watch the other movies too most likely. Um and I I don't really remember much about the other movies. But Scream 1 has something that I really really enjoy. Along Screams. There are actually I mean, there are a few screams. I don't know if this movie is, like, notable for its screaming.
0: Then maybe they should have called it something else. Like what? Like, uh, Spooky Mask.
1: (laughs) Amy, every time that... Every time that you're like, I got it, I know I can come up with a better name for this thing. It's always... And then I do? It's always that. Yes, and then you do.
0: And then I do. End of sentence, I'm here all week.
1: Uh so I wanna talk about Ghostface getting just kicked the shit out of.
0: Oh. <laughs> Is that what happens?
1: It happens a lot, actually.
0: Has somebody made a um an AMV of Ghostface except it's with that one song? It's a hard knock life <laughs> for us. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! Oh shit! I kind of want to do that now. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and show a clip from the first Scream movie. Uh, okay. I don't know this. I I don't know if the audio situation will work out for the podcast, but you know what? It's fine. I'll desc- It's not that important. I'll describe what happens. This is just for Amy.
0: Okay. Just for me, yeah. I'm special. Nobody else can look this up on the internet.
1: Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so in this scene, uh, uh this is uh, later in the movie. It's one of like the final like kills in the movie, um, and Ghostface is confronting, uh, basically so. In the movie Scream, the setup is uh, in this like town, this like isolated small town uh, that is I don't know, like it's like this weird mix of metropolitan and also mountain town. It's hard to I don't even know if it says where it, where the movie takes place. It probably does Canada. Somewhere. Sure, uh, they. Uh, the town is struck by a mysterious masked killer who uh, has been mostly uh, has been like killing and targeting uh, a lot of people, but mostly like teenage girls. And
0: so original. So Never happened.
1: Never happened before. Never happened before. Uh, and the fun thing about it is that almost every character in the movie is a fan is like a horror movie fan so they know Ooh. about all of the tropes there's even a scene at some point where uh in a very very juvenilely, because they're all fucking high school students uh one character like lays out the rules of of like these slasher horror movies um,
0: oh, cool.
1: And and then there's a fun scene later where uh, he's watching a horror movie while the ghost face killer is sneaking up on him, and he's yelling at the TV, Hey, turn around! <laughs> turn around! <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Uh, That's funny.
1: It's fun. Um, but what I like about this movie is that it's very clear that the... Killer isn't like the thing about all of these, like, slasher movies, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, uh, Halloween, whatever, uh, is that the killer, for the most part, is human shaped but basically invincible, yeah, supernatural like, killer um,
0: entity, Dr. X, yeah, Mr. Mr. X, X, every like unmovable. Mm-hmm.
1: Mr X is sort of just a la- a less violent Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but uh but in this scene it's it's clear or in this movie it's clear that the killer is just a, a just someone just a human being who bought a Halloween uh who bought a Halloween costume. Mhm. Uh and in every in in Every single encounter that somebody has with the killer in this movie, they always fight back and the killer gets the shit kicked out of him <laughs> so much. Like,
0: Yeah. Um, could you go ahead and describe the clip we just watched? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, <laughs> so, so this is a scene later in the movie uh, during a house party that is happening because school was closed because the principal was killed (laughs) and
0: this movie is stacked (laughs) with irony i love it yeah
1: uh and during this scene uh one of the characters is going out to the garage to get some more drinks for the party and uh she encounters the ghost face killer and funny, she doesn't start like nobody ever starts this off by seeing somebody in the ghost face outfit and being like, hey, are you the ghost face killer? Because they're just assuming it's their friend playing a stupid practical joke because mm-hmm. her friends are all creepy horror movie weirdos. Yeah. Um. And uh, eventually it is made very clear. Oh, this isn't. This isn't her friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in fact, she is she is in a lot of danger. And in a lot of movies, like. People just like run and hide. But in this scene, like. (laughs) So she starts off by running away. She runs over to the fridge. And as Ghostface is running up, she slams the. A freezer door into his face And he falls on his ass And goes ugh
0: Yeah he actually makes noises
1: Yeah and then uh, She tries to run for the door Which the door back into the house is locked So she tries to open up the garage door Which doesn't work For some reason I'm not clear On that whatever um, uh, So then she Runs back down And picks up two bottles Off of the ground And throws one at Ghostface Killer's crotch. And then another at his face.
0: And very importantly, while she does this, she screams, fucker!
1: Yeah. And then the Ghostface Killer comes at her anyway. And she, like, ducks down and he flips over her and lands on his back on the stairs like a dumbass.
0: Yeah. He gets the shit out, yeah, he got he got hurted, yeah.
1: Uh, and then, uh, and then unfortunately, the next thing that happens in this scene is that,
0: well, I didn't see it, is the, I don't know, is
1: that she uh she climbs into the donkey door that's uh in the garage door, and then Ghostface uh opens the garage door and that kills her, Aww. Uh, which is a
0: plus well, a spoiler, it's a
1: spoiler and a bummer, uh, but. I think it, it shows something like kind of interesting about this scenario is that, well, first off, climbing through a doggy door is a stupid decision. No one should in, in a moving door. No one should ever do that. It's a stupid decision. Yeah.
0: I've many, many of a day when I was a kid, I would try and climb through doggy doors. It's not something you should do. Yeah,
1: it doesn't work, uh, especially if you're it's meant for dog, especially if you're like a teenager sized person or more like yeah no it's not gonna happen.
0: You'll get your first half through and then once your butt is there, it's like okay, mm-hmm. nope.
1: Yeah. It, I I a lot of times, like in this movie the the sort of assumption is that like the killer is actually a big dumbass who isn't very skilled or smart at this, is not some genius who is like plotting out the best kills is just looking for like cinematic and like like dramatic kills mm-hmm. and if somebody just like fights back and kicks the shit out of him eventually he'll <laughs> just die <laughs> yeah and that's basically what ha- like that's basically what happens at the end of the movie uh and I'm not going to give spoilers here but like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it yeah. does
1: pay off, and, like, the final scene is great because it just unravels how stupid the killer is, mm-hmm. uh, and it's great. And the movie's good, too, like, because it's also, like, a mystery of trying to figure out who the killer is, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the other movies do that, too, because even though the killer remains the Ghostface killer, it's a different person every time, yeah uh, mm-hmm and it's, just, it's
0: how many are there
1: there's four out currently and a fifth one on the way
0: oh shit yeah. it's still happening still happening
1: somehow uh yeah
0: um that is cool i've i've like my whole life i've only known scream through the mask and also through like its parody in scary movies oh no um and the only other connection i have is like being a little kid and my cousin like scaring the shit out of me by running into the house wearing the full costume and oh um, not saying anything um, so that's all i've known about scream i i had like no itch to watch the movie because of that experience as a child but i really want to see it now yeah. cuz it sounds like a really cool fun movie it is um
1: mostly there is there is uh, one sort of backstory choice in the movie that is questionable and I would say unneeded. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's a good movie.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, I love that clip. I do love, I mean, this is sort of related to our last episode when we say how much we love when the people getting killed are trying to fight back in mm-hmm. some way. Except in this one, it's it's not like figuring out a cool way to escape it's literally fighting back yeah. and i love that a lot and i and i do love how he is a human um and makes noises and grunts and gets pushed over cuz like yeah. yeah like like you said like mr x and like freddy and and all the other shit bags like they just if you throw something at them even if it's a knife like even if they are technically human, they still walk towards you with maliciousness and just, like, emotionless and they just want to kill you. And, like, it's sort of, not to say it dampens how scary they are, but it definitely makes you less scared of them because they seem non-human. Whereas when you see a person and they want to kill you and they are human and they act human, I think that's even more terrifying.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, in this movie, and it's, like, more evident on a second watch of just like, like how much it's just like playing with the ideas of a slasher movie, but uh, but tr- but thinking about it in like a slightly more real life context of like yeah actually thinking about the human limitations of like what is possible for an uns like for this sort of like chasing always pursuing killer.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I I mean, I've only ever I've only seen this one clip, but I can already see how it's a lot more realistic than like a usual like slasher film.
1: Mm-hmm. The dialogue is not realistic like hardly at all. I will say. Oh, okay. <laughs> the dialogue is very uh witty scripted. Well, it was the 90s. Yeah. Um but it's like it's this movie is good and it's it's very cheesy in uh but like well well made and has some like really good moments uh yeah I, I would I would recommend the first scream movie hell
0: yeah I I want to watch it I'm probably gonna try and watch it as soon as possible hell yeah speaking of things that have one good thing in them
1: <sighs> okay
0: that's my transitional All right. sentence
1: interesting.
0: Um, we're moving from scary, really scary murder to not murder, spooky scary. We're moving to something that you know, Jupiter, because I forced you to watch it with me last year. Okay. Uh, I'm here to talk about the opening intro song slash sequence of Scooby-Doo Stage Fright, baby.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, we did watch this, didn't we?
0: We did watch this. Yeah. And if you're wondering why Jupiter sounds very like, oh, it's because the movie itself, not good. So, <laughs> the movie's not good.
1: Okay, I'm, So the movie is like, from what I remember, so it's like about Scooby-Doo, the Scooby-Doo gang, but they're, they're taking a break from mystery solving because Fred and Daphne are stick have a band, have a band now. now Yeah. And they're on like an American idol type show. Yeah. That is being haunted, haunted by like a phantom of the opera type figure. Yep. But yep. but but then, but then uh people keep getting arrested as being the the phantom. And more and more people and the Phantom still keeps happening and more and more people are the Phantom until like everyone's the Phantom and then they go underground and they meet the actual Phantom who isn't involved with any of it, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yep.
1: And then it turns out that it was some, I forget who, it doesn't matter.
0: I forgot who the actual Phantom was. I forgot Uh, (laughs) because there were so many Phantoms that I don't remember, which is the real (laughs) life.
1: Oh, was it, was it the, was it the host? Uh, oh, I don't, remember. I, don't remember. I can't
0: tell you. But I don't want to watch that movie again. I'm nev- <laughs> it wasn't good. I'm not going
1: to watch that movie. But it turns out it was actually a ruse for a, like a diamond heist that was on the other side oh, of man. town, I think.
0: I don't remember that either. And oh, there was a car chase. I remember that. And then, yeah, it
1: ends with a car chase that that th- happens. And
0: also like the the only thing that actually happens between the Scooby-Doo gang in this one is just uh Daphne's in love with Fred and Velma and Daphne seem to have one heartfelt conversation but it was only about Fred. Yeah. yeah. Um and that sucked. So the movie sucks. The movie sucks. It's I mean I don't I don't want to say it's like terrible but it's like it's not a good Scooby-Doo movie. I can't movie.
1: believe that you made just... me remember that. That I not only that here, actually you know here's the real thing. I can't believe that I remember the majority of the plot of that movie.
0: I can't believe you did either because it was like a year ago yeah because I remember I wanted it was like during October time yeah. so so yeah, the movie sucks, but I'm here to talk about the opening sequence so. Um, I wanted to watch the movie because of the sequence alone. I found, like, somebody posted it on Twitter a year ago or something, just the sequence. And then they were like, oh, this is so cool, gosh. And I'm like, wow, if this is cool, the rest of the movie must be great, right? No. Um, (laughs) but, but the sequence itself is really good. So, um, one, there's two reasons this is good. One, because the song is fucking amazing, banger bonkers amazing, and two, because, um, the art style and, like, the animation style, uh, for the opening sequence isn't, like, your regular Scooby-Doo, um, art. It's, like, it's, like, a 2D sort of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's cute. It's, it's, they use, like, um, puppets, animated 2D puppets instead of, uh, hand-drawn. Um and and is is adorable and Why do I and... why do
1: I remember the whole of the movie but I don't remember any of this intro sequence?
0: <laughs> um I remember it because I've listened to and watched it so many times. So many times. <laughs> um I like the song a lot because it is you know, this movie's a ripoff of a very, very vague, terrible ripoff of Phantom of the Opera in some way. Like, they are in a theater, and there is a haunting. That is the only relation. I Um,
1: I can't believe that there's an actual Phantom... Who is just a guy living in the sewers? Who is completely unrelated to the plot of the movie. I know
0: i I thought it was very funny. It's, it's, it's silly, so... and i I still remember a year from now. I think there was only like one or two jokes that were actually genuinely hilarious, and I wish I remembered the two jokes so I could say them. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it's like it's Phantom esque themed. Um. But what the intro song does is they use like the harpsichord um to start off the song and it is so good like i love phantom of the opera the main song in phantom of the opera it's just okay like the chords yeah they're scary and spooky is is cool but this song it goes fucking hard with the harpsichord or or organ i don't know which one it is one of those um well, they're the same it,
1: it makes um, it makes a you know it, it makes a noise
0: it makes a noise it goes fast it just okay the thing okay actually no before i talk more about the song i'm gonna play the song i'll okay. play a, i'll play a little bit of a clip okay. this song is by i tried to do research for it the song is s- performed by a band that's called the slowdowns and I tried to do like more research on them, um, and I found that the only other music they ever do is they is country music. They are a country band. Huh. Um, and they, <laughs> I don't know if there's like a I, different band that is called the Slowdowns or what, but they don't sound anything like with each other.
1: <laughs> there are so many songs that throughout the history of Scooby Doo. There are so many songs that are unique to Scooby-Doo movies that are by bands that no one has ever heard of, and the songs are never, like, available to listen to in a clean format. Uh, They are never acknowledged or talked about. You can't find the lyrics. Like there are, s-
0: I found th- I found the lyrics at least. There
1: are so <laughs> many mysterious Scooby Doo original songs just out there. I'm um, thinking about two songs in Scooby Doo and the Loch Ness Monster in particular.
0: <laughs> I I tried to see if they did any more songs, this specific band for Scooby Doo, and they did do one more, which was for. Um, like a a different movie i forgot what it was called but like it wasn't the same people singing but it still said it was by the this band so i'm like i don't fucking know it's impossible
1: to it's 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 impossible impossible. they they if they just like whenever they like whoever's in charge of making music for scooby-doo movies they just like wander around their town like like, any bands? Any bands around?
0: <laughs> you there! Come here! There. Sing a song about Halloween. Uh, but we're a country band. It'll work. Don't worry about It'll it. Work. Get in here. Don't worry about it. And will, then it sounded amazing. Will
1: we be credited in any way? No!
0: No! You'll be
1: misattributed um, as hell.
0: <laughs> so if anybody out there knows if if this band is the same country band, I want to know. If anybody knows the slowdowns, if they actually sang this, I want to know because this bops. as It's hard as fuck.
1: Honestly, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast and you know anyone who has made a song for a Scooby-Doo movie or has been involved in the process, let me know. (laughs) Yeah. Let me know. I want to just
0: be so interesting on its own. I want to do a little interview. Yeah.
1: I want to talk to that person. Let's
0: listen to this funky, scary let's, song. Let's do it. I really do love that at the very end, because you know there's there's a drastic art style change right. in the opening sequence because it's like just flat art with like slightly offset color with the line art and stuff and so the the last scene the last shot is a zoom out of like the the I don't know some fancy old building and then lightning strikes and then it flashes back to the actual real style of Scooby-Doo I do love that yeah, that nice. is the best thing that the movie itself has done <laughs> everything else is garbage
1: <laughs> Oh my god!
0: But the song slaps. It slaps so hard. Yeah, it's a
1: good song. I really like it. I love like I love the the opening sequence. Um, there's this part where the Scooby Gang are like on a newspaper for a second, uh, and mm-hmm. they're all they all have their little photos. And under Velma's photo, it says, uh, "Velma, too nerdy to be talent star?" Question mark.
0: I did not. I've never noticed that.
1: I'm like, wow.
0: <laughs> Damn, fucking burn! Ow! Yikes! This is this is her movie, and you just burned her on a newspaper.
1: Yeah, give Velma some fucking respect.
0: yeah give velma some respect she's a she's a fucking
1: backstage gay and she's valid
0: velma's the best velma's my favorite uh scooby-doo character except for in zombie pirate island um then Freddy's my favorite because he's such a cute dumb idiot in that one
1: my Um, favorite is i think my favorite's daphne honestly
0: Hell yeah! I know, yeah I know how much you love that she's a reporter in Zombie Pirate Island.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's I good... wish
1: that was explored more in in.
0: I wish it was explored more too. Yeah. And that's partly why I like this opening a lot and why I like a lot of Scooby Doo openings and stuff, is because you you get to see so much of like their personality more in these openings themselves than in the actual yeah. movies that they're yeah. in. Because they're so you know, they're just two dimensional stereotypical characters. And like I understand how they can't really flesh them out because, you know, they have to make so many titles with them and to flesh them out and give them character development means that you'd have to change something yeah, I, and therefore you can't. Yeah,
1: well, cuz like every make... single Scooby-Doo movie or project is all ma- always made by different people. There's uh-huh. no-
0: Yeah, exactly. There's like
1: no unified vision for what Scooby-Doo is. So everyone's mm-hmm. just like, oh, "Okay, well uh, uh well Velma's the smart one, Fred does traps. Scooby yep. and Shaggy are the same character, but one of them's a dog." And
0: they like food. And-
1: and, and Daphne is Daphne's in love with Fred. Daphne's uh, the girl.
0: Daphne's a girl. She's in love with Fred. Uh, sometimes she likes fashion. Sometimes she is really smart.
1: Sometimes sometimes she's just rich and that's her only personality trait. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, they, um, n- nobody ever knows what to do with Daphne.
0: Yeah.
1: but It's too many but, girls.
0: It's Usually they're supposed to be just Usually
1: one. they're supposed to be just one, if that uh oh god uh if if they just if they just committed to Daphne being the investigative journalist behavior yeah that would give her so much to do she could like talk to people and not embarrass herself like Fred
0: yeah yeah I know there's so much potential
1: and
0: I've 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 still heard people say that like they fight against those character stereotypes in uh, Mystery no, Incorporated. They don't. I've been trying to watch, no, but they I've they been don't. trying Mystery. I
1: don't Mystery know Mystery Incorporated. I know that it's it's a lot of people's favorite Scooby Doo show. I'm and like I get it. It does it does interesting things where no other show has. But like the the characters are so one dimensional. They're maybe even more one-dimensional than normal, like like Fred's only. Oh,
0: absolutely, Fred's absolutely, and that's why I'm wondering if like eventually they throw that away and change it. I don't but know. yeah, Fred especially, God, he is just a hundred percent. I like traps. Did you know that? I like traps. I love traps. I I, I, love
1: traps. <laughs> I love traps. Hey, is this a metaphor for me being gay in the first two episodes? <laughs> No? Okay, well, we're just not going to explore that ever.
0: Yeah, literally. Like, literally Um, his...
1: Literally, literally his parents have this whole conversation with him about his obsession with traps and... And it sounds like a conversation asking if he's gay. (laughs) it does. And it's like, is this... And, like, maybe that's where they wanted to go originally because I know the writers wanted to make to, to for Velma's story to be about her realizing that she's gay. Um,
0: yeah, I definitely did read about that. Yeah, yeah.
1: but uh, but like the network like really really didn't want that.
0: Probably.
1: Uh, and so maybe that's where they were going with Fred's whole thing.
0: Maybe, but it's just like I don't know. Like,
1: there's only like. It maybe all of the nuance was planed over by the network, um, but also I don't know. Maybe you could have done something different with Fred.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I genuinely am curious to know if like every time somebody does like make a new uh, Scooby Doo franchise, like if they are like really aspirational and want to dive further into the characters, and then like some big exec or some like. Rule or law? Then the Scooby Doo clause says, <laughs> "Hey, you can't. Yeah, you can't make these characters do this. You can only stick to that. Otherwise, it destroys the characters, and you're destroying the franchise, yeah. and you're not allowed to do that." Like, cause that, cause like it just keeps on happening over and over and over and over again. So I'm wondering if it has to be like that.
1: Yeah, I I have to imagine like, like well, like if Hanna Barbera has any rescript- uh, restrictions with the Scooby Doo franchise, like it's it's weird then that they are just like anybody can make a scooby-Doo movie apparently
0: <laughs> well may, maybe not everybody yeah. maybe you have to
1: maybe yeah, you have maybe to be boring some
0: big maybe you have to be boring
1: I me me and miles have uh this concept that we've had like basically since we started being friends it was like the thing that like Started us off on being friends, even. Uh, we have this uh, concept for a live-action Scooby-Doo reimagining show. Uh, we, like, would flesh out the characters a lot more. And, like, I don't know, like, try and bring a lot of the ideas that have, like, been throughout Scooby-Doo's history, like, together into one show. Of, like, it, the first season would all be set in Coolsville. Uh, in their final year of high school like they're all seniors uh, trying to uh, you know figure out what they're doing post high school they end up solving a lot of mysteries I, uh, uh, which leads them to creating Mystery Inc which goes around the country in season 2 and onward to do more of a anthology type thing um, mm-hmm. uh, but most importantly, we we reimagined the uh, characters as being like, Fred is bi, Red Herring, which is a character from a pup named Scooby-Doo, would be his like jealous high school ex, uh, oh, because okay. they have sort of an adversarial relationship, and I think it'd be fun to explore that. Daphne would be investigative journalism sort of major. She'd probably had some sort of like online, you know, news blog or whatever. Um mm-hmm. Velma would be, you know, typical. Like she would still be in her like clue finding uh thing, but like it wouldn't be made a into a joke about her. It's just like, oh, it's mm-hmm. you know just a nice thing about her is that she is smart and cool and fun. And then I sort of imagined, uh, Shaggy as being neurodivergent with Scooby being his, uh, emotional support dog.
0: Hell yeah.
1: And like, there could still be like comedy with, uh, with, you know, all of their like typical, you know, what you kind of expect with all of them. Um, Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like I actually want to like explore the characters and be genuine and uh Yeah and you know, really showcase all of the things within the series. I'd set up the Hex Girls early on and then in like season three that whole season would be all about the Hex girls. <laughs> you know? Full
0: season just for them. Yeah. If I ever have the fucking opportunity to make some sort of Scooby Doo thing, and I don't have like you know chains put on to to make it bad, mm-hmm. then I would absolutely take that opportunity. Like it's it's something that's so fun, and what yeah. it, and the characters themselves are great, like blank canvases to paint like really really good interesting people on. Yeah, um, but just like leaving them as they are, it's like. It's not. It it just feels like it's not meant to be that. They're supposed to be branched out more. They're supposed to be explored more. Um, yeah. Otherwise, they're just like palettes.
1: It it it's really a shame how how little the characters are explored in like I would say every single Scooby Doo pr- thing.
0: Yeah i mean my favorite movie from scooby-doo is the alien invasion one and that's because for the first time we see shaggy get emotional and like i latched onto that so hard as a kid because i was like oh he isn't just comic relief he can feel things
1: yeah i really want shaggy to have some other character traits yeah and i also want Um, them to just commit to him being vegetarian they they said it like like that was supposedly the thing for a while is that he's vegetarian and then like half of the Scooby-Doo properties ignore that.
0: Wow, I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: just see him eat uh, pounds and pounds of giant deli sandwiches.
1: Yeah, but it in it, uh, for a time like his favorite thing was a veggie burger.
0: I don't remember this. Maybe yeah. it happened when I was busy.
1: <laughs> Who knows?
0: Um but, yeah, Scooby-Doo, we, there's just so much potential there. This opening, I love so much.
1: Cause, we barely talked about the opening.
0: I mean, but it opened up a bigger conversation about why we love the opening. Yeah. Uh, why I love the opening. Yeah. I mean, not only is the song <laughs> banger, but it shows more personality in the characters yeah. than the whole movie itself does. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, so I'm glad we talked about it. Um and I love the art style, and I don't know. my Specifically, though, my all-time favorite thing about this is that every time I listen to this song, it gets me so into the Halloween mood. Anytime I want to be, like, get in some sort of scary, spooky Halloween mood, I just play this song once, and I'm like, okay, I'm there. I feel it. I'm so excited. Um, so if, if you want to feel f- spooked up, scared up, uh, listen to this song over and over again, um, like I do, all the time, constantly. Um, it's rough living with me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yeah. for listening to Cursed Aspects. Um, make sure to put a bat on your front porch so the vampires know that you're celebrating Halloween.
1: But don't fart or um, it'll go away. Don't and fart
0: and, or it'll go away. Um, please write us on iTunes. Please talk about us to your friends. Maybe um, if you want to reach out to us, uh, go to uh, Twitter at EnchantingPod or email us at um, Pod at gmail.com. Um, the moral of the story is um, go beyond your stereotypical two-dimensional character. Go beyond it. Become something more than what you're based off of. Um,
1: wow. Wow. That, yeah that works
0: if it works I'm a genius congratulations um, I'm he- I'm here all week
1: you're here all I'm week
0: not, I'm here once a week no you're're
1: you're, uh, you're here all week if you here's the thing that they don't that that they don't tell you is that if you if you go to your if you go to the enchanting aspects podcast page uh, when we when we're not uh, when we're when we haven't put out an episode, uh if you listen in you can still hear amy
0: yeah there's just a live feed Mm -hmm. Uh, and most of the time you'll just hear me singing uh whatever's in my head (laughs) or peeing, mostly pee you'll hear a lot of pee
1: yeah sorry that that happens a lot (laughs) it's it's uh it's something that we all have to deal with in our day-to-day lives
0: um oh hi i'm amy what's your name
1: oh i'm jupiter god damn it (laughs)
0: Thank you for listening to the show We really hope you liked this episode If you did it, you don't have to stay no mo Cause this is a shitty outro My name is Amy and i like to find an excuse To sing karaoke so I'm taking this cue To say pee pee poo poo pee 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 poo 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 To tune on my armpit, yeah!